This episode of Beyond Your Why is brought to you by our Why app. Head over to whyinstitute.com to take the Why app so you can discover your why today. Knowing your why is the essential first step in having the clarity to move forward faster and have a bigger impact. Welcome to Beyond Your Why podcast, where we go beyond just talking about your why and we actually help you discover and then live your why. And so if you're a regular listener, you know that every week we talk about one of the nine whys and then we bring on somebody with that why and you can see how their why has played out in their life. And so this week, we're going to be talking about the why of contribute, to contribute to a greater cause, make a difference, add value, or have an impact in the lives of other people. Now, people with this why feel compelled to be part of a greater cause. They don't want to be the cause simply to participate and offer their contribution. They love to support and relish the success of the greater good, the company, the team, or whatever cause may be. You will often find them behind the scenes looking for ways to make the world a better place. You may also find them in a more public forum, trumpeting a movement or a message. People with this why are go-to people, the ones you look for when you need help with just about anything. They make reliable and committed teammates. They use their time, their money, their energy, and their connections to help other people move forward. So today, I've got a guest that you're really going to love. Her name is Lynn Kitchen. Now, she is a producer of positive media and financial strategic advisor. In the investment world, Lynn was considered a pioneer, breaking ground as one of the first women owners of a successful investment broker, dealer firm in California, and enjoyed a 34-year career as a financial executive and advisor. Now, as a producer, Lynn is most passionate about creating positive media, spotlighting the world's greatest motivators, whose teachings and wisdom inspire and empower all to live a greater, expanded life. Lynn says, mentorship is the ground wire to greatness. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Gary. It's such a delight to be here. So let's jump right in. You were in a financial advisor for 34 years. What got you into producing and doing all the things that you're doing now? Because I know you have a new TV series or a new TV show. And tell people about it. And how did you get into that? Well, uh, thank you for that question. You know, it's an evolution like everything else. First of all, delighted to be spotlighted on your show today, Gary, as you described the contributor (laughs) and being in the idea of contributing. I am so honored to have you interview me in that regard because I just want to send a shout out to all of the others in your audience who resonate with that idea. And it's as if I think maybe everybody does to a certain degree. You know, because each one of us in life, I believe, are being called all the time by something greater. There's always something more calling us. I think it's really a value, core value of most of us is to grow, not to just stay stagnant. And so with that in mind, we're always seeking and searching for the greater good. And the greater good for ourselves is usually the greater good for the greater good. So I just want to say thank you for acknowledging that I kind of part of that group. And I feel really (laughs) blessed to be that. And I do believe that it's an evolution in my life. You know, it's an evolution that maybe that part of me has always been there, but I wasn't quite aware of it until I took your app. That's great. The Y app, Mm -hmm. Gary, you know. Yes. um, And to really say, oh, that very much identifies who I have been for so long. 
For sure. So, you know, when I read your bio, and I even have a longer bio of you, and as I read through that, it became crystal clear how you're always somebody, you've always been somebody that's there to help other people do better. And whether that's in their financial world with their finances, or whether that's now in the personal growth space and reaching your potential space, you're that person that's really behind the scenes making things happen for others to expand their horizons. Does that feel right to you? Yeah, it feels right. And I guess I apologize for not answering your first question. (laughs) But truly, it's interesting to look back on one's life and see that the pull toward contribution has always been a part of my life. So that whether it was in the financial industry and being a forefront leader as one of the first women, really, who have my own broker dealership, you know, back in the early 1970s, that was quite unheard of. Most women were not even hired to be a stockbroker, let alone given the opportunity to be an executive owner and director of a broker dealership. So that took some courage, but it also took a higher vision of contributing toward the greater good. And now as a producer, I have the privilege of producing, like you said, a television show. It's called World's Greatest Motivators. And it's a collection of 30-minute episodes of keynote speeches by what I consider the world's greatest motivators, at least some of the leaders and thought leaders and greatest speakers on stages, mostly from America, but we're also showcasing from around the world. People like Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Les Brown, Mary Morrissey, Brian Tracy, gee, who else do we have? Uh, Dr. Reverend Michael Beckwith, John Asaraf, Lisa Nichols, Sharon Lecter. You know, these people have been on stages speaking all at least 40 years and crafting the message to really help people. And so I'm really delighted to be a part of something greater than me, just like you said, being a contributor, something greater than just me. And really, it's an idea. Usually, it's an idea that calls us to our greater self. You know, you mentioned some of my favorite speakers. And I listen to Les Brown all the time. I listen to many of those speakers all the time because it just, A, makes you feel better, B, motivates the heck out of you, and once you get you to reach for something bigger, and C, it gives you ideas and thoughts of how to say things and think things in a better way so that I can have a bigger impact. And so what got you involved with other motivating speakers? Oh, that's a great question. You know, when I was a young stockbroker right out of college, I used to be kind of a groupie. I would go to every single motivational event that I could find. And back in the early 70s, late 60s, do you know who came through Los Angeles? None other than Les Brown, a young Les Brown on, he was warming up the stage for Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And I was like front row seat in the audience. (laughs) And I'll never forget how he made me feel. So what I remember from that is that for days and days and days, I produced more. I was more, more aware of what I said and how I said it. And I was more aware of a higher vibration within myself. Now, did it last No, it receded. But what I recognized was that there was a power of the spoken word, spoken in a certain way, that increased my desire to be better. And that was like, I call it the rush of conviction rising. 
within myself. And I've isolated that. And I thought, you know, if that was attractive to me, I'll bet it's attractive to a lot of other people. I mean, I would think that the TED Talk, the success of the TED Talk series is based on that. You know, we all love to watch speakers on stage and hear different messages. Mine is a little different in that I wanted to highlight the best of the best who have a positive, powerful message of power of positivity and the can-do attitude specifically. Because of course, we know America was not only built on the can-do attitude, we each build our lives in some way, shape, or form on the can-do attitude. And how can I think into doing things in a better way for the reasons of the whys that really serve me, serve my family, serve my city, country, and so forth? Yeah. Lynn, have you always been that way? If we went back to Lynn in high school and Lynn in college, and Lynn when she got out as a early as a stockbroker. Have you always had that uh, can-do attitude? I've always had the passion of wanting to be someone who was pulled by something I could really sink my teeth into. So that is exactly, as you mentioned, a contributor or someone who falls into the category of why contribute as my why is, uh, yes, I always was searching. And many I think my younger years, I was searching for something I could really believe in. Of course, I was a product of the 1960s in which we had the anti-Vietnam marches on campus. And so, you know, there was a part of me that thought, you know, should I start, you know, marching for freedom and being a peace advocate and all that? There was always something I was searching for. In the end, you know, I started looking at, well, what's going to benefit my I can't really you know, pay the bills on marching for peace. And I think a lot of us went through that maybe rude awakening. But yes, there was a part of me that was always quite, you know, go, go, go in high school, certainly cheerleader and president of the student council and all the things that I could find that were uh, challenging and giving me an opportunity to lead and be the best I could be. And so then what took you from that era into becoming a stockbroker? Oh, well, I, <laughs> you know, I was raised in central Illinois, where way out in the country, a little teeny tiny town of 900, not too much opportunity. So I really craved big city life. And more than anything, I craved the California beach scene, you know, California girls and all that, that I heard about on the radio. And I, so I went out to California by myself, knowing nobody, to learn how to surf and found out that I couldn't really make money as a surfer girl either because I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> um, reality set in and it was like, well, hey girl, you need some money. So that the one thing I needed, I asked myself, what is it that you need the most? And the answer was money. And I said, well, how can you get some money I said, well, why not go into money business? So I challenged myself. I knew nothing about the money business. I challenged myself, well, wouldn't it be great if you could learn and master being in the money business well enough so that if you ever do have some money, you would know how to manage it. And so that's how I decided to go door to door to door to door to door, knocking on doors all up and down Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles, asking for an entry level and as a stockbroker and got rejected, 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 because at the time, as I mentioned, didn't, didn't hire girls right out of college to be a stockbroker. You could be a secretary to a stockbroker, but you know, I figured that would take 10 years. <laughs> 
anyway, that was just the kind of thing that it took. I like to ask the question, you know, what's it going to take? What's it going to take for you to get to the next level of what you want? What's it going to take for you to get to the next level of whether it's income, you know, or if it is impact? What is it going to take? And that's what I always used to ask and still do ask myself, what's it going to take? And oftentimes it takes drive, sheer drive, and you have to reach way down inside on the inside out and find your why, find what it is that will drive you, that will motivate you. Again, moving forward, the concept of motivation and world's greatest motivators, it's a fascinating topic. What motivates you? What's it going to take? What sparks you? What ignites you? What lights you up? What gets you up in the morning? And once you're up, what's it going to take to get you moving forward on something that is really exciting for you, each one of you, that I'm, I know that your audience is filled full of achievers and filled full of people who own their own businesses, doctors, lawyers, dentists, as you have been, Gary, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. the concept of motivation and what's it going to take and what gets you up in the morning, but not just that, but what keeps you going? What really floats your boat and lights you up? And what would you love? What would you love this year to end up being like? What would you love 2025? And what would you love your 2030 year to be like? What would you be celebrating then? And what's it going to take? Mm. Those are the kinds of things that I believe the greatest motivators on the stages today are experts at that kind of master mentorship and motivation that help each one of us, no matter where we are on the rung of uh, achievement or success or, or searching or seeking, wherever we are, there's someone who can help us up just a little bit. Mm. And then there are those that we can help as well. And so if, if we can have a little higher awareness that each one of us could be a motivator, we could be motivated and we can motivate others. We can have mentors along the way and we can mentor others. And wouldn't it be a greater world if we can each contribute to each other's success? And I think that uh, we could all accelerate together. Oh, I love that. And then who gave you a chance? So you went door to door and you didn't get anyone to say yes. How many doors did you ring on and who finally said yes to you? <laughs> okay, well, it, in the stockbroker story you're talking about? Yes. That was, oh, I believe that it must have been at least 30, maybe 35 managers of stock brokerage companies that I interviewed with in Los Angeles, at least, and found one gentleman that said, you know, I've got three daughters and I'm going to give you a chance, Lynn, because I really believe that you can sell. I think you can sell and I'm going to give you a chance. I have three daughters and I hope somebody someday gives my daughters a chance, the same kind of chance I'm going to give you. However, I'm going to put you on probation. And in the first six months, if you don't, you know, if you don't sell your quota, you're out of here. <laughs> so um, he gave me a chance and I'll always remember that was my first lesson in experiencing somebody paying it forward. We have that in our lexicon now, paying it forward, let me pay forward. But we didn't know about it back then, but I experienced it and it marked me forever. Wow. And so he gave you an opportunity. Obviously you made your quota and then you were with him for a while until you started. Your I made my quota. <laughs> yeah. 
and then you were with him for a while. Yes, and- that's right. That's right. I was a major firm. And so then you started your own firm, and then how long you did that for another 30 years, or how long did you do that? And then what was the thing that got you out of it? Why did you say, you know what, I don't think I want to do this anymore? Oh, yes. Thank you, Gary. Well, Actually, I was originally hired by Dean Witter Reynolds. Uh, that was, you know, one of the major, major players at the time back in the early 1970s. And they were eventually gobbled up and taken over by, gosh, forgot the name of the company now. But I was with the major companies for four years, Oppenheimer and Company and Dean Witter. And after just four years, I opened my own broker dealership. I built that up and sold it after 10 years. And then I joined a boutique private investment advisory firm in Pasadena, California, in which I was one-third owner and president of that company until just five years ago, I I believe it was now, thinking back. But so it was a nice, long 35-year career, and I decided to move forward after two bouts of stage four cancer. And that was a kind of a demarcation in my evolution in which health and health issue became front and center for me and a determination that I really had to do something different, perhaps to lessen the stress load. And then I fell in love with my wonderful gentleman, and he brought me to Florida, where I live now. And life is quite easier here, right on the bay and beautiful water. And I wake up to sunshine and water and tennis and a beautiful life. And so my producing career has developed really as an adjunct of something fun to do. Oh, I could see that. And I could see how that would just fit you and feel you and excite you in being able to bring all of these ideas and all of these thoughts to other people, which is what you're doing. So what was your idea and or how'd you come up with the idea for the TV series? World's Greatest Motivators came as a result of my being mentored by some of the greats, Bob Proctor, Mary Morrissey, Uh, Les Brown. And so I had an opportunity to be some of their high-level coaches. And I went through all of the programming. And I realized not everyone can afford some of their high-level coaching programs. And wouldn't it be wonderful if I could kind of package together a one-stop shop where people can go to experience not only these great speakers on the stage, but also to have an opportunity to experience some of their content as well. So in my website, if it's okay to just talk about it just a second, the website is called worldsgreatestmotivators.com, in which for a limited time during this COVID-19 period, I'm opening the gates for everyone to go onto the website and just experience for free, not only the television series itself, 13 episodes featuring 13 of the greatest speakers, but also each one of the speakers have gifted some of their high-level programs. And those programs are also available on the same website. So you can go to one website, worldsgreatestmotivators.com, and see the whole show, see all the replays, as well as download and consume some of the very finest content that these thought leaders have created. And so it's a wonderful opportunity for someone who's not really, you know, hasn't really had a lot of exposure to the personal development field to taste each one of this like a feast. It's like a table, a feast table that everyone can have an opportunity to 
try it out. See what each one of these speakers have in their expertise that some people say that they were amazed that uh, they'd never heard of Les Brown before, or they'd never heard of somebody that I thought was like Jack Canfield before. And they were just amazed to be exposed to them. So it's kind of fun to do that and offer, offer that at this time. Oh, and I think you said it perfectly uh, when you talked about seeing Les Brown for the first time and in all of the speakers is you remember how they made you feel. And can you elaborate a little bit more on that? What do you, what did you mean by, I think I know what you mean, but I'd love to hear what it meant to you. How did they make you feel? Cause that feeling is still here. And I'm sure you get it every time you hear them speak and you've heard them say the same presentation probably many, many times, but you still feel it. What is that? Yes. Well, what is that? You know, what a beautiful question, Gary. I want to thank you for that question because somebody said a beautiful quote once, and I don't remember who said this quote, but they said that when you meet somebody, they remember not what you say, but how you make them feel. I've always loved that quote. And I believe that these motivators that you will experience on worldsgreatestmotivators.com will make you feel something special. Now, each one of us comes to, uh, you might be a manager and owner, you might be an employee, you might, it doesn't matter. You might be a student, it doesn't matter where you are on a scale of anywhere. What matters is if you're open, you will hear something that will open your heart and it'll make you feel that there, it remind you of who you really are. And that reminding, it's an impetus, an awareness, an awakening to the fact that we each have a special something within us, a special something that needs to be ignited. Some of us are going around forgetting that we have a dream, you know, to its own devices. Some dreams get put on shelves and stay there for a lifetime. So it can ignite a long lost dream or it could make you feel like you, by golly, you can go out and do something. It'll help to bring forth that feeling that I am, I am. I have all of the tools. We each have what? We each have the same air to breathe on a daily basis. This really is an equal opportunity playing field in so many ways. And these great speakers can help remind you that you can do whatever it is that you want. And that's a great feeling. That realization and reminding that we each have a power within that's greater than we even know. So allow yourself to be reminded. Allow yourself to be pulled into the possibility of who you can become. And that can-do attitude feels so good. It's that rise of conviction that can rise up within you. And every time I personally listen to a Reverend Michael Beckwith or Elisa Nichols, I'm pulled into a part of myself that I had, you know, I start crying. I start feeling like, gee, I can do that. I can do something. I, I was put here on this earth to do that. Let me go back to the drawing board. Yes, I can. Love that. I also feel like so much of our time is spent in feeding others and in being busy that maybe we don't get or spend enough time, I know this happens to me, in feeding ourselves and bringing our own 
consciousness up or bringing our own thought level up or seeing things that we haven't, you know, we keep doing, we get into the same patterns and the same things and you need somebody to come in there and kind of shake you up a little bit and say, hey, what about this? And what about the dream you really wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And I feel that a lot of those speakers uh, that you're talking about do that for me. Well, yes, they do. <laughs> and it doesn't that feel good? You know, the thing that we all have in common is that we want more. You know, there's a pull to becoming. There's something within each one of us that is seeking a better life. It's seeking a fuller, more expanded expression of who we can be. Even whether it is a parent, be a better parent, be a better spouse, be a better, 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 whatever, you know, fill in the blank. It doesn't always have to be about success and money. And yet, you know, how many of us have worried or wondered about piled on so many worries that we get weighed down in the sheer inertia of circumstances around us? And someone like Bob Proctor can pull you out of that and say, you your circumstances have nothing to do with the reality of who you can really be. Nothing at all, you know, and who it, who it is that you want to be is as real as you make it. And to be exposed to ideas greater than you. You know, I love, we all love orators from the past and during any difficulty, really, really great difficulty in our history, we can point to orators that have come up, uh, whether it's Abraham Lincoln, or Martin Luther King, or from other countries, uh, Winston Churchill, Mahatma Gandhi. Whatever the problem is at hand, there's always somebody that comes forward with a way to speak to us as a nation or as a world that invigorates and is a call to the greater, a call to the greatness within each of us individually, collectively. And I love that. I love the way it makes me feel that we, that we can be called, that there is a part of us that will listen when a greater idea is presented. Mm-hmm. Who has been your biggest uh, and mentor for you in your life? Oh, that's a beautiful question. I've had a lot of mentors of, throughout my life. A gentleman that was my mentor who helped me to establish my own broker-dealership at a time after only four years of being with the major firms to have the confidence that I could do that. I think I was only 30 at the time, age 30, which is unheard of for a woman to do that so young. And he mentored me. And he obviously, you know, he had the skill set. He had succeeded in his own successful broker dealership. And so he really said, well, you can do this. You can go do all the paperwork, get all the licensing. It might take you a while, but step by step, inch by inch, he mentored me through that process and he gave me the confidence. Yeah, just because you're a girl, so what? You can do it. And not just him, but I think that men that I've worked with and women throughout the investment advisory experience to help see that we can be anything that we truly desire. We can set our sights and then we can achieve it. And of course, each one of these mentors that I worked with, Mary Morrissey, I worked with her. She's really my master mentor coach for the last eight years. And before her, a Reverend Michael Beckwith as a spiritual practitioner under his aegis and really learning the possibility that the I am presence is, is anything from the inside out. Everything is created 
creation is possibility. There's possibility everywhere. And one thing that he used to say is ideas are the first currency of the universe. So pay attention to the divine ideas that call your name. And I believe that World's Greatest Motivators happened just that way. It was a divine idea that called my name. And I just said, what? Me? Really? And then I thought, well, why not me? What kind of a reception did you get when you pitched that idea, if you will, or when you let someone else know about that idea? Did, did people right away say, oh, Lynn, you can't do that, or nobody's going to want that? Or what, what were you hearing? And then how has it transpired from there? That is a really great question, Gary, and it brings up a teaching point that I learned perhaps the hard way, and that is to be very careful with whom you share early on your, your baby dreams. Your dreams that really are close, passionate, something fresh and new that you really have an internal desire about, notice that that internal desire was given to you. It was not given to your husband. It was not given to your cousin. It was not given to, you know, the lady down the street. It was not given to anyone else. It was given to you. How do they know? How could they possibly know? So be careful, at least at first, who you share your baby dream with, your passion with, because you are exposing that baby. I mean, you wouldn't have just anybody hold your brand new baby right out of the hospital. You wouldn't do that. hand over your baby to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so be careful, but also find mentors that do believe in you. Find mentors. It might only, it just takes one. Find a mentor that will listen to your heart's desire and say, well, you know, that sounds, let's go down the road that that is possible and, and let's vision a little bit together. Find somebody with a skill set that will sit with you, listen to you, and then vision with you and say, well, what if that could happen? Then what? Then what? What if that could happen? And what would that feel like? And what would that feel like? And then what? And then what? And allow you to dream within their loving arms and scope that what if it could be possible? And then what? And then what? And of course, it takes time and action, thought, preparation, investment, all of the reality, real world things. But once you get a certain level of confidence and definitely a little bit of evidence that someone else says yes to you and then you pitch it and send it and, you know, as I mentioned before, you might have to pitch things quite a number of times before you said, yes, I did. I pitched this a lot to a lot of people before I had even one person say, you know, that really sounds like a great idea. So nothing happens at first and really it's a test, I think. It's kind of a test as to how much you really want it, how much you really love it. And by pitching it, you get to mold your own drive. I love that. How much of success, how much of the accomplishments that you see and that you've experienced do you chalk up to perseverance and just hanging in? 100%. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy, huh? 100% perseverance. It's a lot of it is numbers game, and yet that's when you're in the execution part. You're in the do, do, do part, and then it's a numbers game. But before you get to the do, 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 do part and the knocking on the doors and the pitching, 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 before you even get there, it's the believing part. What would you love? 
and believing in the fact that what you would love has all the why into it. It's got it built in. The why is built into what you would love. Mm, love and when that. you've got the why built in and what you would love, then what you've really got is that force of divinity behind you. And who do we, and I mean, none of us really know that somebody said the dreams that you choose have been already exist and they've chosen you. So how do we know that maybe there was something being pulled, we've been pulled to something greater and that there was a seed placed within our hearts that we're meant to be in love with a particular idea that just lights you up in such a way doesn't light somebody else up in the same way, but it lights you up. And that's all that matters. And when it lights you up that way, man, you can be persistence. You can be a person of perseverance. You can be a person of increase. You can be a person of impact. You can be a person who believes in what you stand for. And then you can help others have that very same conviction because they too can do what it is that they love. And isn't it a grand world? Isn't that grand? Wow. And you know, I look at that from the perspective of when what you do is in line with why you do what you do, you will have passion for what you do. That's where passion comes from. That's where energy comes from. You know, passion is the energy that gives you the fuel to pursue your dreams. And so without passion, you don't have anything so when you find that thing, like what you've done, if you found a way to contribute to the world and add value to the world and add value to people's lives, you have unlimited energy for that. You could do it all day and all night for free. And you probably had to at first because it's what you want to do. It's exactly what you said. You know, it's, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to spend my time. This is where I have energy. This is my lane. This is my passion. This is where I want to be. And that's, to me, what gives you the perseverance to stick it out. Because if you didn't have that, that passion, you'd quit because it's too much work. Yeah, and you're right. And a lot of people do ask the question behind that is that, you know, how do I find that passion? One of the things that I've learned is go try it on. Try on some passions like a dress. Try on some different styles see what feels good. One of the master mentors that you could go to worldsgreatestmotivators.com and listen to would be Bob Proctor. He is a master at talking about how really everything is energy. You don't even need to have a passion at first to understand that you are boundless energy. That's who you are. That's what you are. We are energy. We already have the energy. It's just directing into the, the awareness of what we love. What would make you feel better about your life? What would you really love to experience, be, have, do, and give? And it's all energy anyway. So it's learning how to expand the energy. As he mentions, you know, what you focus on expands. That's energy too. You know, some of these teachers have accelerated viewpoints. You know, it's, they're not my teachings, but that's why I love to take the best of the best, Bob Proctor being one of them. You know, he's been speaking all over the world for 57 years now, he said. <laughs> In fact, tonight we're having a podcast, a webinar, sorry, not podcast, a webinar in which he's coming on 
for a 30-minute Q&A. And as a public service during this COVID-19, we've asked all of the world's greatest motivators to come on to a free webinar to just talk about mindset. And so I'm really looking forward to his viewpoint on that. He always has something really amazing to say, and as do all of the rest of these. So this is a great resource. And Gary, it's so wonderful to talk with you today and be able to share some resources to your followers and those who are building teams and entrepreneurs and those of you who want some resources to help build the mindset behind what you want your team to be. Who do you want your team to be when we come up, when we all come back out of into this world, back into some sort of regularity in business, knowing that it's all going to be different? I invite you to go to worldsgreatestmotivators.com and have have your team experience some of these great thought leaders to up level of who we can be, what can we be, what can we do that's different now, how can we contribute in a different, more expansive way. Mm, I love that. So I'm listening to this, somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they've not spent a lot of time in personal growth. They've not spent a lot of time with, with a lot of these speakers and motivators. And would you say that, because you've listened to them for years and years and years, does, is their message something that makes life more complicated, more complex, more simple? How would you describe what the motivators do for people? In this particular TV show, we've asked each one of the 13 motivators, each of whom have their own style, to speak on one topic, to simplify things, so that that one topic is the power that lies within you and the can-do spirit. How can you tap into the can-do spirit within you? So we've simplified it down so that everyone can feel with ease and grace, everyone can take something away that is that will make them feel better. And that's the grace of this program, really, you know, during this time, everyone's binge watching something. A lot of us, many people have binge watched CNN and constantly negative news for so long that it's, you know, enough already. (laughs) So why not take positive media and expose yourself even your children, to something that's up-leveling, something that is, makes you feel good, but also helps you think about what am I? Who am I? What am I contributing? What am I doing? And how can I be better, feel better? And I think that you'll find the experience will be pleasurable. It'll be easy. It'll be simple. It is entertainment, but it's entertainment in the service of growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I see when I, or what I hear when I listen to the speakers that we're talking about and and others is that they do tend to simplify the, a challenge that, and refocus us into a possibility versus uh, this is overwhelming. I don't know how to even start this path or this direction and they can simplify it down to, okay, why don't we just start with what do you want? You know, because we've got 400 op- opportunities and options and things that I could do, and they break it down to the one thing. Okay, step one, what do you want? Why didn't I ever think of that? That's right. Well, Jack Canfield does that so well. He has a step-by-step-by-step. And then also John Azarath, his episode is so clear as well. And each one of them use stories so well that make you feel like you're no different than they. Their stories are impactful 
but they're real. They're real life. And I think it was John Asraf who said on stage that he learned from a mentor of his who sat him down and said, now, what, what do you really want? And he said, well, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a, a, a multimillionaire. And he said, well, do you really want that? And he said, yes, I really want to be a multimillionaire. And he said, okay, well, then here's what you need to do, X, Y, Z. And so, oh, do I have to do that? It's like call 30 people in 30 days. And do I really have to do that? And, and sat him down and he said, well, now, did you tell me that you wanted to be a multimillionaire? Yes. He said, well, let me ask you a question. Are you willing? Or are you committed? Are you just willing to be a multimillionaire or are you committed? And, you know, it's kind of like pull you up short and go, well, wait a minute. No, I'm serious about this. I really do want to be a multimillionaire. I'm committed. Well, then what's it going to take? And it breaks it down. They break it down. So, yes, these motivators have been there at the very beginning. They, none of them have been, I mean, all of them have been friends with failure. Mary Morrissey talks about how she got a black belt, both in success and one in failure, you know? (laughs) So you can learn from people who have, they're not at all shy about uh, talking about how they've learned from failures. Mm -hmm. And we can relate because each one of us have had uh, some failures of our own. I certainly have had mine. And so that's life. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And then we get to learn our life's lessons. I think that one of the major things that I see a common denominator is that they help us receive the life lessons that we are moving through with a little bit of humor and grace. We're just human. We're human. That's okay. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. (laughs) Let's move forward. And what would you love? Okay, all that happened. All right, that's fine. What would you love now? With a new set of eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, Lynn, listen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a lot going on and joining us. And, and again, if people want to get a hold of you and they want to either get a hold of you or go to uh, watch your TV show and go to the website, tell everybody what that is again and how they can best connect with you. Thank you, Gary. It's worldsgreatestmotivators.com. So worlds is plural, world's greatest motivators, plural, dot com. And there, if you go to watch season one, which is a little tab on the top right, you can watch the full 13 episodes of each one of the each one is a 30 minute episode just like a tv show 30 minute tv show this by the way was nationally televised from january through march so if you missed it you can go right now for a period of time that we're keeping it open for everybody to see during this time worldsgreatestmotivators.com watch season one click on that and you just simply opt in. You can binge watch all of the episodes. And you can also download each one of the speakers' special free gifts that they have made available to our listening audience. It's a tremendous resource. It's like a feast for the soul. I invite you all. Oh, that's wonderful. Lynn, thank you again for being here. And, and I look forward to uh, us staying in touch as we both continue our journeys and our never-ending journeys, right? That's right. And Gary, thank you for your work in the world. I've been so inspired by 
the why and the why institute and all that you're doing to help each one of us rise that is our goal clarity first and then passion second and so i love that and um, i'm sure we'll be friends for many years <laughs> thank you gary thank you take care bye